Thank you, everyone, for downloading Three Different Dads, a podcast where us dads talk about dad stuff. We have a special guest dad, uh, soon to be dad, I guess. Again, like you said before the podcast, depending on your state that you live in. Um, George Smith. George, thanks for coming on the dad podcast. Oh, man. Thanks for having me on your podcast. I love your podcast, man. Oh, well, thank you. I listen all the time. Yeah. Yeah, that's great because no one ever says that. So <laughs> I do, man. And you know, Russ Courtney, I think, was uh, a guest that I was listening to. I can't remember exactly the way you worded it, but you're a really good host. You you ask questions out of like a place of curiosity. You, it doesn't seem like like you listen to some like that guy. Who's that Jordan? What the hell's that guy's name? Justin Long. He has a yeah. podcast. Yeah. And like you could tell he's got all the questions written down. And he's like, you know, what 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 inspired you? He's like, well, my dad, until he almost killed a guy. And the guy's like, where'd you go to school? You're, like, you're not going to ask about the fucking other things? Well, I guess I'm sorry. 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 No, you're uh, good. Speaking too loosely. Swearing up, but, no, you're uh, good. You're good. Fuck you're great. Oh, it's a great show. You're a great host, man. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I, I learned because uh, I think what helps is that people I have on uh, on my normal on my other podcast are are like people I know. So they'll like come out basically like, Hey, what were you writing down there? I'm like, Oh, that's, a, that's distracting. So I shouldn't like be writing stuff as I'm talking to people. So yeah. like, I, I learned pretty quickly, like just if you're going to miss some stuff, but also you're going to pick up on some stuff. Cause you don't have a laundry list of questions to get to. Yeah. 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 Right on. So thanks for coming on three different dads. Uh, Tyler is not here because he wrote down on his calendar wrong. Uh, if that's not a dad thing, I don't know what is. So, I am constantly putting stuff on my ca- or putting it on the wrong calendar. Uh, I tell Andrea, "Hey, I have it on my calendar." She goes, "Yeah, but not on the fridge calendar." I'm like, oh, so now I got to write stuff in like three different places. No, I just write ambiguous words in that yellow notepad on iPhone. That yeah. like, then I pull it up later, and it's like gophers, and that I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> okay, well, got to remember to do that. Do that. We have a family Google calendar, and then we also have a whiteboard calendar when you walk into the house. So. Yeah. Um, and I still screw things up. Like I still have to ask like, wait, what day is this happening? So yeah, we are, uh, we have a calendar. It's called cozy It's cozy app and it goes out to my in-laws and my parents. So they know where the kids are going to be and what they're doing. So they can come watch. And of all the ones I forget to update, it's that one. So my, my dad, one time was at a ball field, like, where are you guys at? I'm like, oh yeah, that game got canceled two weeks ago. Sorry. So in the position you guys are in, how much of a calendar at your place in fatherhood is stuff that like obligations that are related strictly to you? And how much is it like family stuff that you have to be doing for somebody else? Oh, um, I mean, it's majority fit, like stuff going on with the girls, right? Like there's, I, I don't have enough stuff i guess outside of that right now where it's like aside from like a doctor's appointment or going to the dentist or something stupid like that that i'll forget but i use my work calendar for everything now like i don't even give a shit if it's public like and everybody sees like oh my kids have a dance recital this weekend like whatever because that's what i get alerts to my phone so um i just kind of take that over and, and for me, I, I need to have something like that where it's like one place or. So Lorenzo, we're going to start adding stuff to Jimmy's work calendar, knowing that it's a public facing uh, <laughs> calendar. I'm just going to start inviting you to some weird shit. Yeah, I'll show up. Macaulay like, Culkin autograph signing. <laughs> yeah. In Texas? Be like, okay. 
Yeah, that's the same way for me too. Like I, uh, as far as our calendar, it's all kids stuff, and then, um, and then uh, on my personal calendar, I have all, I have all my stuff. Like on our on our fridge calendar, there's a little bit of my stuff just so Andrew's aware of where I'm going to be. Like uh, uh, football stuff in the summer, uh, any meetings, any coaching meetings or anything, usually end up on that calendar so she knows. Um, but I also have a work calendar, but that's, I have, I have a work phone, but it's only work stuff. So that's what sucks too, is I have to, I have to have two phones on me all the time, uh, because like a boss. Oh, I, I do not like it. Uh, I wish it would only be one phone. Um, uh, but I have to, and it sucks to be in be like having to manage two calendars, uh, and look at that stuff. But I will say like, when I have a big thing coming up, like our guys trip or whatever it was like that goes on a million different calendars like right away everybody needs to know like how hey, cool you are happening six months from now or yeah. a year from now we're cool with that yep and then it's the I, I do the little reminders just to cover myself but um but no like even this i know it's it's in the mornings on sundays so typically i have nothing going on at all so just i got a message from lorenzo last night being like hey you ready to go i'm like yeah let's do this like it's been a little bit, I'm ready to record. Let's do it. So, so at what age would you say it transitions from, you know, your, your parents with this cool little new accessory that you could take to do like fun things and to, to like the point that it's now like, okay, now they've got like, there's, there, it, it's independent. I no longer have any time for myself. I've kind of lost the autonomy and the freedom. Uh, I feel like that happened as soon as, as one kid doing something is fine. Um, then we can all make it whatever it's, it's not, it's like once a week or something. Uh, but once they both started doing stuff, not just like in one season, but year round, then it's like, well, we got to try to fit something in for ourselves every once in a while, you know, because yeah. it's, I mean, Mateo this summer, he would between practices and games, he might have baseball four times a week. And then Lillian two or three times a week for softball. And then on top of, her baton and she didn't she got out of gymnastics for the summer because it was just too busy but like just stuff all the time and so you try to fit stuff in and for for me i like like doing doing work around the house or the yard so that's just like hey i'm gonna i I gotta mow the lawn i got an hour i can do the at least do the front yard so it's just trying to be really good at uh i mean people always make the the dad jokes so like hey i'm gonna pack the car Cause I got to Tetris this thing in there. And that's the same thing with time. Like I got to figure out time because uh, all this other stuff is already taking the, the most of it. What do you, and do you remember asking your dad to kill the mower? Like what, what you asked, whatever you were going to ask him, you couldn't just be like, how do you turn the microwave on again? Like, like he like pulls out the earplugs and like, and everything. And he's like, what? And then you're just like, can I go to Brian's house? Like, you know, like you better have something important to say. So like, you're kind of invincible in that moment. You're like, they're not going to ask you to come kill the mower over now. Dude, dude. That's so funny you say that because that happened yesterday. Lillian did it three okay. times. Okay. Yes. Right. You have my attention, yeah. Dude, so I, uh, my father-in-law has uh, been in the hospital. He's he's okay. He's, he's hopefully coming back today. So I, I had to mow, I was mowing his yard. Mateo was mowing our yard and the couple elderly couple next door i mow their yard so i took his riding lawnmower so for for mine it's just a push mower i just gotta let go and it shuts off but for that one i gotta i gotta uh turn the pto off pto off bring it down in gear 
put my foot on a brake, turn it off, take my earbuds out. What? Can I can I pick raspberries? Yeah, just go pick. <laughs> do you live in a John Steinbeck novel? What do you that's that's what your kids stop you to ask to do? That's amazing. Uh, it, and it's it's dad. Yeah. Uh, can I get a snack? Like, Mom's inside, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, or write you? it down on a piece of paper and just come hand it to me. Like, yeah, you're good. Go she pick does raspberries. That. She does that to Andrea when Andrea has to work from home and she's on work calls. Like she'll hand her horribly misspelled notes. And like, <laughs> so she has to decipher this. She's like, yeah. So with the quarterly meeting uh, coming up, we have to. The quarter, like, it's just like, yeah. Yeah. Can't yeah. It's, and it yeah. just says, can I? <laughs> yeah sure <laughs> I, I need i need more i need more yeah so no they they always do that and it's just it scares me too because they're like dad I'm like oh fuck I'm sorry <laughs> right. yeah. uh, well can I, have, can I have ice cream yeah. yeah go ahead well good for you always. you got better patience than our dads i guess uh yeah. i mean I, I i could say i don't handle it very well when it's the third time but yeah yeah and then you yeah. feel bad then i'm mowing i'm like oh my god I'm a horrible person right now. <laughs> then you realize you're just like three blocks down, just zoned out. Like, yeah, I don't know. Doing every neighbor's yard. What's going on? Wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is fun to to be on a riding lawnmower though, as opposed to walking behind one. So I take advantage of that whenever I can. So the most dad, pro- so I we just bought a house. Yeah, and uh, just so you know, happens to you know coincide with with when we got this baby coming. And I've never thought I would be this person. I never thought I would like live this, this, this problem, but I've, I've got this war going on with gophers right yeah. now. Like, you know, like I never, you know, my parents would be like, Oh, we got moles. And I'm like, oh, shit, shit, you know, just like mow, mow the grass and just there'll be stripes or whatever. But uh, dude, I've tried everything with these gophers and I woke up this morning and I had like put these like solar powered things that vibrate the ground and make a buzz every like 30 seconds to scare them off or whatever. And there's just like holes all around that exact thing. Like they just, yeah. uh, they, 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 and uh, yeah. They, and so I just, the, the, these are things that you, you conversations you'd hear your parents having when they came to like pick you up at a friend's house and you'd be like, so boring. What who cares? <laughs> and that, and now it's starting to become my life. Dude. I feel like once you, once you have a house and then like kids, it's just like a constant state of just like, you just want everything to be like a normalcy. And then when you have that like one-off thing where it could be like, for us, it's like ant piles, right? Like we have fire ants and all this other shit. And it's like, and that's the type of stuff where I'm like, now when I wake up, I go into the backyard and look, what am I doing with like, and that's the type of shit where it's like, oh, it's midnight and I'm on my phone Googling. It's like how to get rid of this random shit. And it's just like. Oh, okay. This is what we're doing now. This is this is life. This I is paid life. for an app to identify plants. Yeah, I, pay, I paid for it. But yeah, even though yeah. even though one of your good friends like knows all about plants and stuff, it's crazy. That's true. Yeah, but this is a de- definitely a different climate. I know. I just climate I just nine or I think. Um, I you, you know, I, yeah. I think I think uh, for dads, the yard like the yard thing is such a big deal. Because that's in your in in your life. That's the one thing you can control, at right now. Like apparently, like, I can't. No. Yeah. no well, <laughs> yeah. well, I'm no, just saying. Yeah. I'm just saying. Like, you have no control of like what you 
what your kids are involved and where they got to be. You have to do all that stuff. But the lawn is like, yeah, I could do this. And yes, you have, you have moles, but you're still trying to control it. Like you're still like invested in it because like, no, I want this to look good. I want, you know, well, like Jimmy said, I think it's, it's more like the, I'm trying to work on all these other things, but now I've got this other independent variable that I didn't anticipate that's bugging me. So I get hyper-focused on that thing. And now I'm watching different like YouTube videos, like you said, about like ways to get rid of them. Uh, and then, so, oh, go ahead, sorry. Oh, uh, no, good, finish up. Well, so Brittany asked me, my wife asked me, she's like, well, when, at what point, what do you think you'll get? Cause it's an old house that we got from 56 or something. She's like, what, what point do you think the projects will be like over? And you'll be like, I'm done. And yeah, never, it, never. It, it hit me at the time that I said it. But sorry, Jimmy, I cut you off. Man. Oh no, I was just gonna uh, on controlling the yard stuff, man. I so Lorenzo helped me. I had to put in all new landscaping and like flowers and doing all this stuff. Sent him some pictures of stuff. Um, <clears throat> it's been like a hundred and five plus for like I don't know. It's the, you look at the ten day forecast and it's just like hot all the time. <laughs> um, no rain, nothing. So I'm starting to lose my plants and I'm watering daily, like, and they're just going. And we made a significant investment in like all these new plants and they are just going brown right now. And it's just like, what the hell am I supposed to do? And the roots just aren't long enough. And it's just like, I, I don't know. I look outside my, like my losing battle. It's just, I'm just staring at these plants that are dying and it's the most like disheartening thing that I've like, I'm just like, I don't know what else to do right now. And so, um, yeah, that's a big, that's what I'm also fighting right now is dying flowers. So, and and it's, you know, it's, it stinks because you're like, man, like you said, you put all this money into it and you're just like, well, I'm doing everything I'm supposed to be doing. Uh, it's like kids like hey i'm doing everything i'm supposed to be doing and and they're still like that well see now that the analogy is screwed because i was gonna say with the <laughs> with plants it seems like sometimes the more you try to save them like the faster they die like yeah. you know like like you put more and so when you said it's like kids i'm like yeah well i'm not sure that analogy carries over oh. now it's now it's four that is a now giant cat uh yeah her dad's a main coon which is oh the yeah. biggest biggest yeah. breed yeah with uh he works, so he works at the the, the mill down the road <laughs> we grab beer sometimes um so with your moles uh do you Gophers. have you not oh sorry uh are, are they uh why do you get kill traps why do you get kill traps oh i do dude okay and, and, and you know that wasn't like you know an immediate uh uh solution it wasn't something i was proud of but my wife was just like dude if you put the rodent in the house you would you'd be open to killing them no problem and i'm like yeah that's actually okay i feel a lot better about that mammals are, it's hard to you know i do spear fishing but mammals are like a weird thing to kill for me but was, um yeah. they're outsmarting the traps but long story short do they make uh do they have i'm just trying to figure out because people use a lot of uh, like uh, we have moles and we have groundhogs so when you say gophers i don't know what, what that is is it yeah it's like a small groundhog okay so are they rooting are they like going through your grass or they just like have one den no they 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 have they come out multiple different points because they're strictly vegetarian so they come out they just bite a little bit of grass around the hole so they'll eat all kind of like the grass around the Uh, hole and they'll like kind of plug up the spot that they were in and go back down and come in out another spot to get like more grass so they're like 
they probably have one den, but they come up in multiple spots to eat the grass in that area. They, this is the worst podcast. No, no, <laughs> it's just about no. I again, I, we, I said it. I said <laughs> it on other podcasts. No, I said on other podcasts before. Like, I don't give a shit. I, I'm. Yeah. I want to know. I'm interested in stuff. So mm-hmm. if people aren't, if we'll screw them because this is what I'm talking about. Well, so my buddy said he goes flood it right. And so yeah, I look yeah. it up and they're like, don't flood it. Like the chances that you're going to drown this thing are so small. You're probably going to actually just soften the ground. And if they've eaten through there enough, like, like making it soft, like, you know, you could kind of like really collapse your ground significantly. Yeah. So don't do that. Other people are like run a, an exhaust, like a tractor, put a hose in there, put that down there and like run the exhaust into yeah. the ground for a while. But I mean, we're about to grow vegetables in this garden out there for for my daughter's baby food. I'm not gonna like nuke the ground, so I don't want to put in poisons. And I think poisoning animals is crazy. But like, you can only get certain traps in California. I've tried to order some on Amazon. They're like, you can't have this one out there. It like shoots them in the face with a like, yeah, I don't know, picture of themselves. Um, but the, the ones that I can get, they're outsmarting. Like they'll literally like you put one on the end of the tunnel. And it looks like the natural end of a tunnel. There's like a little hole in the end. So it, they want to go up and they want to plug up the sunlight. Like they're at places oh, that yeah. something could come in. And so they crawl up into your, um, the trap, but they'll literally go to the edge of the trap and they just fill it with dirt. And they're like, no, no, we know that's not the end of our tunnel. That's a trap. Can, and this might just be stupid, but like, you know, those like super heavy rolling balls that they have on in yards. Yeah. Can you just like do that? Like with that, smush them no because they're way down they're way way down yeah and and my dad made the best point of all though he was just like are they in all your neighbor's yards and i was like yeah and he's like well dude doesn't really matter how many you kill you're not like you know and so i was just like yeah that's true but that's that's uh yep gophers (laughs) gopher talk uh when we when we started (laughs) this podcast podcast. when we started this stupid podcast you said uh you said that you're like oh i got a dad thing did we did we that's it did we talk about it okay yeah it's gophers oh great so i was waiting for this cool dad thing and this is what that's what it was well i do have a question for you guys that i really (laughs) value because this is my biggest dad concern right now from where i am in the process like you know, we're at eight months. And if I, if I, if we could just wake up tomorrow and the baby would just like be in her little bassinet there, I'd be like, and we're at home. Yeah. I'd be like, cool. I'm, I'm, I would be nothing but excited. Yeah. But the hospital experience, I just took a course through our hospital about like what to expect in the birthing process. <laughs> Arguably came out of that way more nervous than I was going in now that I know so much more about what I'm in for. Um, but obviously I know that like whatever I'm about to experience is, you know, just Magical. such like a, a, a yeah but it will all, of course a positive thing but like a minute uh bother compared to what she's about to go through you know, I know oh yeah comparatively i have nothing to complain about but it is like well, i feel like being out of having no control over the well-being of the two most important people in your life you're just sitting there like hoping it goes well and watching one of them really be like miserable it sounds pretty terrifying and i, I value any advice or what your experiences have been like for for me the most terrifying part of all of it because like i don't like your doctors and everything beforehand are like you know if everything looks good and like you you kind of know like okay this is going to be normal whatever from that standpoint for me like the nerve wracking part was the like okay now it's like hearing test now it's like like they do all these tests right after the kid's born and it's just like these tests like more than likely they're going to be like everything's going to be great and fine but it's like at that point you're just like 
in my head, it's just like, oh shit. Like at this point, like this could be like a major game change, right? Like if your kid's deaf, like you're just gonna, you'll roll with it, but that's a major thing. Like you're just like, oh shit. Like, and, and it's like those little things at the end of it where the part where it's like, okay, we got through the, like the scare, like the big parts, the, the, the birthing and all that type of stuff. But it's like, okay, now once the kid's here, you're not like, for me at least it wasn't like you're free and clear and just like out like hey we're all hanging out now now it's like now we have to do all these additional tests just to make sure everything's good and i'm sure it will be fine but it's just like in that time period we're just like oh shit there it just reminds you of those like things and like for me that was the part where i was always just like the two times where i was more nervous for those things than i was the actual like birth part because it, the doctors and everything was just very like everything looks good like you know all that type of stuff so i felt very like okay i'm they got in the hands of professionals like everything else but this is something like we can't like no one can control at that point right like it's just like it is what it is and we'll figure it out from there but for me that was the most nerve-wracking part of the whole deliveries delivery part i, I was looking at george and george's like oh my god i haven't even thought of that <laughs> it's a really good point though i mean any one of those answers what could totally like change what you anticipated to be your parenting experience yeah. or yeah. like you know that's 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 true i know i know jane isn't deaf because she i talk to my wife's belly all the time and she just starts going like nuts and bongo yeah. like where my that's face awesome. is so that yeah that i think we're good there but you're but you're right i mean there's a million other answers that could really be like yeah you know, changes changes everything yeah. i uh i <laughs> For me, my mom and her mom were both in the room. And for me, it was just the complete, uh, the feeling of just helplessness. Like, I'm just, like, my sole job here today is when they say, hey, dad, do you want to see the baby coming out? Like, that's it. Then, like, get some ice chips. It's just, like, you can't do anything. You can't, and, and... especially because I'm not going to move my mom or I'm not going to move her mom. Like they're, they've been through it. They're helping her. They, you know, they're, you know, I'll hold a hand, you know, maybe that's about it, but it's just like the fact that I can't do anything. And for me, like, I want to help. Like, I just, I want to help everybody all the time. And to just to be in there to be like, you know, a cheerleader is, is very difficult, very difficult to, you know, I did my part nine months ago and then that's it. Like I, that's, I think a cheerleader. That's, that's true. I mean, that's basically a, the yeah. best you can do is like try to act, stay positive. To prove like, how little we do, when my daughter was born, I go to the hospital. I feel like complete shit, and the doctor's like, "You look terrible." And like we were like, we went past the due date, so it was like, "Hey, you're gonna have the kid on this date now." Essentially, so we went to the hospital early morning. Like I'm feeling terrible. Get there. Like, you look like shit. I was like, can you guys give me anything? And they're like, no, but you can go to your doctor. You know, we still have some hours. I had the flu. Oh. And and they tested me. Like, no they tested way. me for the flu. And I was just like, oh, shit. Like, then I started freaking out. Like, I'm going to miss my kid's birth. Like, all this type of stuff. So my doctor got with her doctor. And they're like, basically, um, they injected me with cortisone shot. And they were just like you can wear a mask. You have to wash your hands every like 30 seconds, essentially. And then once the kid's born and you see, see her, like, then you need to dip out. 
And so they brought me in right as my wife's like starting to give birth. And then it's like, I was in, held the kid, hung out for a minute and then dipped out. But, um, yeah, my wife still gives me shit for that all the time, but, um, (laughs) make sure you get your flu shot. You weren't Um, hung over. I know. It's all like, well, the thing, like, before I moved to Texas, I, I never got like sick, sick. I never really got the flu. Like, I don't know if it's just because I wasn't around a ton of people like you are in bigger cities, but like then being here, like I'd get strep. And then like my wife's like, make sure you get your flu shot, flu shot, all this stuff. And I'm like, man, eh, whatever. I'm past, like it's past flu season. It's, it's February, March time now. Um, but no, I, I got it. And because she told me to get the flu shot and I didn't, like that was a big cause of contention and then um uh yeah so now every year it's like i need to get the flu shot i need to get all this type of stuff but no it's um that that was crazy well, well you know the reason you you get sick more is because you have germ riddled kids running around your home i've never been more sick in my life from then after i had kids i've had, i've never had pink eye as a kid i got pink eye because my kids had it like they're I, gross man yeah, kids are disgusting kids are especially like that like yeah like like five to eight i worked one year in an elementary school and the first grade classroom specifically so that age group specifically like six seven are absolute monsters man it's just absolutely i mean you went in there they're all farting they're all picking their nose there's no shame and no one's ever just like, oh, well, I better wash my hands. It's just like, oh, I don't know. And just on with your day. Well, get, like yesterday. Oh, my daughter, who's, I caught my five-year-old yesterday, and she's just like, yeah. And then we lock eyes, and she just like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah, that's a power move. She's like, <laughs> stop me. We were in a car. We were in a car yesterday. We were dropping Lillian off somewhere with a friend. And she's like, do you have a napkin? I got to blow my nose. And I was like, no, I don't have anything. You'll have to ask when you get to Hadley's house. She's like, all right. Matilda's like, just use your arm. I'm like, God. <laughs> He's like, yeah, if I you would have been there to intervene, she would have been like, oh, yeah. 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 Use your napkin. Why didn't I think of that? Yeah. <laughs> it, it, they are gross. And it doesn't get any better. I coach high school boys, and they're just as – I've never seen so many – They're gross in rackets. a different way. They're, they're, yeah, they're, they're consciously – gross like but you know yeah, they're, they're choosing yeah. to be gross i know? just the, the the grossness never leaves <laughs> no no but but you know what the the, the part though that low-key grossed me out the most like the most unexpected thing is that you know the kindergartners and first graders whether they can tie their shoes or not is kind of like hit or miss you know it depends yeah. on the kids so so they're asking you to tie their shoes all the time oh, when you have that many of them all of their shoelaces are soaking wet 100 <laughs> percent. and I, so every time i test them i'm like why are these soaking wet and every answer is gross so, I, yeah. I i was coaching a flag football team with kindergartners their first grade i was like it was a, this little girl she always showed up late she was always dirty and she's like coach can you shout can you tie my shoes i'm like yeah and they were sticky with syrup i'm like how how do you have syrup on your shoes right now <laughs> <laughs> yeah man they're 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 gross but but do, so do you so any advice though for the um the hospital situation is as guys that have gone through it multiple times i i if people ever ask i always just say uh be ready for, i can't say be ready for anything but be ready for if you're whatever your wife needs like um i don't understand and i've seen i've 
I've seen and heard like how people are just her dads are just like on their phone or sitting in a chair or sit at the very least stand stand by her side hold her hand and whatever she needs you know get that thing you know or or just just be ready for her yeah I mean a couple of things like I would for sure um I mean whatever your wife wants right like everyone's different like we wanted no one in the hot like it was just her and I for the birth We're right? doing that same the thing, yeah. yeah and so it's just like um I will say like if you ha- have like an eye mask or something like a mask that you can put on for your, like when you sleep because when you are sleeping there they're coming in constantly to like just check on stuff and and you're not going to get any sleep when you're at the hospital just like yeah that i accepted that basically but yeah yeah, yeah. so i mean it, it's just uh, like i will say like for us um we played a ton of like phase 10 like the card game which it's a it's a long game when there's two people but you have a lot of time to kill and it's one of those where it's like you can keep your mind just occupied with something stupid um and just do that and we just kind of talked and just did that type of thing um so i would say like find something where you both can like be together doing something but then also just like um you know just think kind of that you don't have to think about right and just kind of have you and her time so yeah that's good advice uh also watch um watch your baby come out I think it's uh Jim no, but I I watch both our kids being born. And yeah. it is, it is, you know, it's it's not for everyone. And it's 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 obviously it's gross, it's a medical thing. Um, but I'm I'm glad I did. And it, you like for me, I see like you can understand the pain that they're going through. You can you can try to empathize with them, you can see it on their face, but then you can see what it's doing. Like you're, you're going through all this work so you can have our baby. Like to me, it was like, man, this is, I'm, I'm glad I saw it. And I just see like, I see Andrea differently at the time. Like, man, this is what you did. And and it's, you know, yeah, it's, it's awesome. Like it, it it's scary too. Um, but I, that's what I recommend. Jim, Jim, maybe not, but that's what I recommend. I, I, I just know myself. And in that situation, like, that's just not something. I I stayed up at the head, like at her head. head. You yeah. and I, yeah. Let's yeah. let's. I'm right I don't here. think yeah. I'm gonna ask. I'm gonna ask Brittany. I think uh, I don't think she wants me down. I am. So I'm gonna do yeah. what, what she wants, whatever she says, and yeah, that'll get me off the hook of having to make the decision. So yeah, that's, that's the win. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, you. It is. I mean, I mean, I've seen videos. Obviously, I mean, they showed us one just in that class, just to kind of like see the way that like everything has to go through in one exact specific. Yes. perfect spinning rotation um and and like you said i mean it's it's fascinating and it's amazing but it's also like it's medical and it's you you know like you you can't help but your your reactions to it but yeah just just don't throw up so, so let me ask george Thanks. this this advice. question here like in the first like month what are you most looking forward to in terms of like in your mind like how you think child like uh, well, so I mean, as simple as it sounds, seeing her is probably just like so huge because I, I have all these like pictures. You know, I'll, I'll go down wormholes on YouTube of just like babies doing things, like babies eating a lemon, you know, for the first <laughs> time, and like they're yeah, or just like little things like that. 
And like, sometimes the babies would pop up and be like, oh, I wonder if our kid would look like that. Like trying to envision like, yeah. you know, what it'll be like together. And, and I know she's in there, you know, you can interact through the belly. So it, like try to picture like exactly what she's going to look like, even though all kids kind of like look like weird little Yodas when yeah. they come out and they don't really, you don't really see like the full <laughs> scope of the personality for a couple months. But so I think, I mean, that, that is like my number one. And I think um, getting home and just kind of that feeling of being like, you know, in the beginning, there was three months of concern of like, we don't want to lose it. You know, we don't want to lose the pregnancy. And yeah. then uh, there's other, you start going to appointments. You're like, I want to hear that everything's on pace, right? And she's healthy and the heart rate's there. The size is correct. And, um, and then, you know, now, now that there's this hospital thing and all the drama around that and selling people, we wanted to be by ourselves and having to like have those battles. And so like, and then going through that. So I think, yeah, to also just get home and be like, you know, we did it. We're home and the family's here. And, you know, I think that that's going to be a really great feeling that, that yeah. was always like when you're at the hospital you have these people like okay it's it's you know time to feed the baby it's this that and then you get home and you're just it's just you two and it's good and bad especially being first-time parents like the whole rush because we had everyone you know like i said our moms were in there and then people come to the hospital see see mateo and you know and then we get home and it's like too quiet and we don't like like there's no one here and and we you know I don't think we wanted to have people over for a while because we wanted to be just us two to try to figure this out. And then like people giving you all kinds of advice all the time, you know, do this. Yeah. No, don't do that. Like just, just contradictory stuff. And you just got to figure it out on your own. But the best part of it is that, that it, when it's just you two and, and, and Jane, like you get to just like, all right, now, now how do we, how are we going to do this day? Because other people do it differently, but you guys get to decide how you want to do it. Yeah. Well, and I, I, I did say the way home, like, I, I know I'm going to be like, dude, that's it. Like, we just go, we, you know, no one's coming with us. Or, yeah. But I, but I, but I, I told her, I go, no, I will never be a worse driver in my life than, than I will be on that drive home. Because you, you like, I feel like I'll be driving at a level of consciousness that like kind of the natural, like rhythm of driving goes yeah. away, you know, when you're driving scared, <laughs> that I'll be like, oh you're a new driver again. Like, yeah, yeah. I was like, so, so that drive is going to be scary. Cause I'm just going to be like, just get me like, get me safely home. I, I think I asked Andrea, like, should I take the highway or do the, go through the city? <laughs> like, I was so concerned. Yeah, yeah, I know. I was thinking that. And then I was just like, dude, city city's more likely to be yeah. accident prone, yeah. you know? So I guess highway. Yeah, but it's 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 scary. But J Jimmy, what he was, what was of the first 30 days? What was your highlight? Like, I mean, highlight I, kind of what you guys are saying. Like, the biggest thing was like, and it sounds crazy because we're all saying the same thing. But like, actually like getting the kid out of the car, uh, not even out of the car seat, like in the car seat itself and like putting her on the kitchen table inside the thing. And like, okay, it's just my wife and I here at the house. And now we have this other person in there. And it's just like, holy shit. Because <clears throat> as much as like, we want to help out and do stuff. Like I feel like the first, you know, month or two, it's a lot of baby mom time. Um, and it, you know, so it's like you take it where you can get it and do like, you know, have them chilling on the chest, give mom a break, do all that type of stuff. But that to me was like, I just remember that clear as day, like taking her out of the car seat, like in the best or whatever the hell the thing is, putting that on the table and then just being like, oh shit. And like, fortunately, my wife is very much like a planner and like, she's like, okay, now we need to make sure at like three o'clock now, like I'm going to make sure I start to beat, like do all that, like had a schedule and had things pretty well lined up, That's which made big, things yeah. 
so much easier because if you can get a schedule, like get those different things going, like I just feel like it becomes so much more of a routine. And then it's like that weirdness of like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Like the routine kind of kicks in and it's like, okay, this is what we do at this time. This is what we're doing here. And um, to like Lorenzo's point, like if you do have the ability to just have like time with the three of you at the beginning at your house without having people coming, that I think is huge. And then like we all, with all of our kids, it was very much like the first week is our time. Then after that, like if grandma wants to come and stay, excuse me, for like a few days and help out and do that stuff, great and see the baby. Um, But first, like we want to get into this, like our routine because it is just everything yeah. just changes 180 degrees from what you're used to doing like the gopher thing you won't really give a shit about that all right like <laughs> you can see that <laughs> like what if i what whatever. if i'm just like now i'm like now i'm still like i'll be yeah. in a minute uh, yeah, yeah. So, but, so like I, uh, yeah doing that type of thing and, and it is huge and so um you know and and but it's awesome man the, routine it, has been an echoing sentiment and the advice i've been given like how critical routine is but but we, we we are pushing for like we've said that we want those two weeks in the beginning and somebody made a point to us that we that we like this like you can always if things are going so great like you can always call people in sooner right hey yeah everyone will be excited to get that call hey actually we're settled we're good why don't you come like this afternoon but yeah. like you can't but if you don't have that space and you want it it's much harder to like push people out yeah. so it, and i will say too and like everybody's different but like it was nice like preparing my wife's a preparer. So like we had frozen meals, like ready to go in the freezer that you just pop in the oven. Right. And like her and her mom, like got together like the week before the baby and just like meal prepped a bunch of things in the freezer. Not that I, I could have easily just made dinner or whatever, but it was just like, it was nice to just kind of have these things ready to go because it's just, it's weird looking back on it, especially having like two kids now. Cause at that point, like once you have the first kid, you're just like, holy shit, like, how did I ever, like, my world's completely upside down. And then you have, like, another kid and you're just like, oh, man, that didn't seem as bad. Like, you know, mm, with yeah. all that free time. But it's just, like, going from you being 100% in control of your time to now it's, like, you're on the baby's time and it's just, like, oh, shit. Like, that's that takes a little bit of an adjustment for sure. Yeah. I, would say. I, always tell, I always tell new dads, too, um, regardless if you're bottle feeding or breastfeeding, Every time the baby needs to be fed, I got up every time. Like uh, we we had to, we ended up doing bottles after a while, uh, but even when Andrea got up, I got up, especially at the beginning. Even if it's just to get up, Andrea has Mateo on the couch. I'm warming up a bottle, and then I just sit and fall asleep next to her on the couch. At least, like if something's going on or something went wrong, she can just she can just she doesn't have to scream my name. I'm right there. She can say, "Hey, Lorenzo, can you? Uh, I dropped I dropped the binky, or I need a towel, or whatever." You know, you're, yeah. I was always there. Um, and then as we get, especially at the beginning, but as, as he got older and the schedule, you know, there was less feedings at night, then we t- would take turns and stuff. But at the beginning, I didn't want to also, I didn't want to like miss anything. Like I always yeah. felt like, Hey, I want to be a part of everything because like Jim said, like it is a lot of mom and baby. Um, so even if, even if I can just be there again for just support can be like, Hey, uh, can you get this thing real quick for me? You know, but- I have a feeling I'll do that because I, I, I'm such a light sleeper as it is that like, if we are like, if the dog needs to go out in the middle of the night, and you know, Brittany gets out of bed to go like, let the dog out. I'm awake the whole time, like waiting to like hear like, 
okay, did they cut, did like, did, is everything all right? Like, is there a coyote yeah. out? You know, like, stuff, like all kinds of, um, until like everyone's back anyway. So I'm like, I think it'd be the same thing, especially early on. That I'm going to be worried. So if like, I'm just going to be sitting there kind of like half listening. Why not just go be a part of it? You know? I, I will, I will say too, like, once the kid gets a little bit older and like, you know, only maybe one or like one feeding in the middle of the night or whatever, and it doesn't have to be maybe with mom. And, and so it's like, for us, it worked really well too. Like just being like my night, your night type of a thing. And not like mm-hmm. we had some people where it was like every other, like I'll get up this one, then you get up the next one type yeah, of a thing. Yeah, like, I see. Okay. That starts to be, then it's almost like, well, yeah, I got up, but it was just for this. Yeah, so, yeah. Like, you know, type of a thing. <laughs> That's and a good just, point. Yeah. And, and, and so we we realized it's like, okay, I know it's my night to be on. Like I can kind of mentally prep. And then when you know it's not your night, like then you can get like that good, like try to get as much sleep as possible. That's a good call. Yeah. Um, and, and just like, yeah, some nights are going to be lighter than or more than the other. And it's just like, it's a roll of the dice at that point. But it have making sure like at least one person is getting some good sleep too. Like you just want to make sure like, um you have that because you don't want both of you to be like on edge because it's just like oh that night really sucked like so right um <laughs> but that, that that's a good call well. i'm taking i'm taking that one yeah for <laughs> sure i'm taking that um my mom always would tell me too she goes uh just be regular around the baby when the baby's sleeping like don't be ex- don't try to be extra quiet because the baby's gonna learn how to sleep when it's loud she says with She's with your other brother. I was super quiet all the time. He was such a light sleeper. She said, with you, I would hold you sleeping and be vacuuming at the same time. Like, she yeah, it's just, a good. Yeah. yeah. I, it, well, so my buddy Colin, so I asked uh, for a while, I was asking everyone, like, what's the thing that, because you, you'll buy all kinds of baby stuff. And everyone's like, you're not going to use like, oh, yeah. All the, like, so I was asking you, like, what are the essentials? And the one I kept hearing was Snoo, which we got one of those. Uh, what uh, is it's that? like that's a ba- it's like a bassinet that okay. like is like it monitors their sleep and it turns on and makes like womb sounds and it's like it kind of like does exactly what it needs to based on what the baby's doing but my buddy colin recommended this thing called hatch which is like a glorified white noise machine but it also like i think throughout the night it turns colors so like they'll know if it's like okay it starts you know red and then goes like purple and then like slowly starts to blue and like morning is you know whatever color it is green but the kid will also start to like associate like what color the room is be like oh no it's not like time yet oh yeah but the uh the white noise has been a recurring thing that yeah. people like do just blast white noise because <laughs> yeah. they're like like it can't be too loud like because kids will wake up so i got used to sleeping with white noise because you have your baby monitor on and then oh, yeah. like, all that and so i remember when we took the baby monitor out of my kid's room like it was just like i was just like i need something now <laughs> I, well, I, I didn't realize <laughs> my buddy told me that when little kids are sleeping like like at the infant stage He's like, they just sleep like little goblins. They just like, they're gonna be like, mm. like, 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 as they're sleeping, they're just making sounds the whole time. He's like, so I'm blasting white noise for myself because this kid, the, like the kid's sleeping, but they're just never not making noise. And I was yeah. like, oh, that sounds, that sounds great. Dude, when we, when we had our first kid, we were just like, hey, we're just going to use this little bouncy sit thingy. And that will be the only thing in the house, right? And because we were just like, I don't want to have a bunch of toys. I don't want to have a bunch of shit all over the place, like all this type of stuff. Right. And then like four days in, I'm at Target just buying like every fucking like swing <laughs> anything because she wouldn't take a Like she wouldn't. She'd just cry whenever we put her down. 
like for different and it was just i was like there's got to be something then there was a swing that we got that like i was like perfect and just things are good i just set one of those up yesterday and it was just like that that was the the spot and that was that was it but i just i remember it clear as day like we had this shitty little like and it was super small because we were just like we just don't want baby stuff taking over our house and then like (laughs) a few days later we just had this massive ass swing in there but it's like she naps really good in it and like yeah yeah, like what like i don't even think you're supposed to do that now but uh it's uh no that it's, it's amazing how your priorities change like after a couple nights of just like uh nothing's like that's frustrating too like you get it with animals they can't communicate with you but like babies not being able to they're you look just like us but we can't <laughs> like we don't know what's going yeah. on yeah. Your head. it's just like all right so but I, the most frustrating part is when uh eating or sleeping or, or even when you're training to go to the bathroom like uh, you slept perfectly fine like this yesterday everything's exactly the same and you're not doing you're not sleeping yeah or, like every, like they, they just do do not care like oh yeah, yeah okay well you did that thing for me yesterday well guess what it's not gonna work and neither is anything else today so sorry yeah i'm, I'm anticipating those I, mean, I hope that's new works but but jim but jimmy's to your point we've we've accepted the fact that like we're gonna just have to we don't know what kind of hard lines we're going to draw on anything you know and because you uh, well, we have other friends that are also you know having kids and they'll tell us they're like we're not giving our kid an ipad period and i'm like you don't know you're like i've heard so many parents say stuff like that you know like my intention would be for sure i don't want jane like engulfed with technology all the time or whatever and i and ideally if i can get her to play with old toys or read books or whatever and gave them great but like you don't you have no idea what you're gonna do until like you see how your kid rolls and like when you need time and what what works that's that's the biggest thing it's like when you and your wife need time right like when it's like hey i i just need like a second like i need a break right like i need like let's find something right and so that's kind of where it's just like here check this you know (laughs) grab grab the (laughs) tablet at that age but it's just like here yeah get on your ipad like go yeah. go check check this thing out or do whatever you just yeah you never know until you get in that situation what you guys actually need well and how many hours of nintendo did you play a day <laughs> i know like <laughs> dude i, I mean I, I, that's all i was doing yeah it's uh, yeah. my parents and, are probably like fine whatever yeah. no matter no matter the lines you draw uh grandparents mess them up anyway because that they're grandparents and that's i i had it wasn't like a fight with my parents or with my mom but basically, my mom's telling me, hey, you can't tell me how to be a grandparent. Like, I'll, I'll make sure they're safe uh, and they're always going to be safe with me. But uh, you can't have everything super structured because I, that's not how it's not going to work. And, yeah. and she's right. She's right. They, my, my grandma was the same way. She spoiled us. She gave us money. She gave us candy. We ate junk all the time, you know, and, and that's just how it's going to be. So, and when they're over there, they might, Mateo plays Nintendo a lot. Lillian will be on an iPad or watch a movie, but they also will go outside and play with my parents and, you know, draw with chalk and all that stuff. So that after a while, it's like, you're right, mom. Like, as long as they're eating and as long as they're safe, like, you're you're 100 correct i can't i can't tell you how to be a grandparent yeah as much things as you want to control like at the end of it like yeah <laughs> you, you realize you're not as in control sometimes as uh you'd like to be but that's okay. i'll tell you 
I tell you the one hard line that we have, and it has stuck and it will stick. This is a slime free house, no slime at all. That they don't, my, okay. I, I didn't like, realize that slime, dude, was I'm telling you, slime issue. is it, it, it's one thing to play on a counter, cool. If it gets in your clothes, it's not coming out. Carpet, yeah. couch, it's just, it's not happening. Yeah. Uh, they may, they, they get enough slime at my parents' house. They make it over there and it, and it's a disaster. They have special, I gave them, here's, here's some old work shirts. Wear these when you play with slime. Otherwise do what you want to do, but it does not come home because it is yeah. not something I want to mess with. Yeah. Those are like the go with the, go to the in-law or go to the, yeah, my in-law's house. <laughs> yes. like, we'll get like birthdays. It's like, here's a slime kit. It's like, Hey, that'll be really fun to do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. yeah that, well cool slime is i'll be on the lookout but I, it's gonna be interesting because her britney's mom lives like you know within about an hour's drive and we'll see you know how that changes she's very very excited to be you know grandparent and then my parents are you know back in ohio so yeah. um my, my and my niece and nephew uh my nephew's on the spectrum and so far he's nonverbal, and so he's um, you know, there's some behavioral challenges that come like that with that for my sister. So they live in West Virginia. My sister will take, my mom will take my niece a lot. And so she kind of like, when you, when you're taking grandchildren for like weeks at a time, you do have to develop your own like structures and mm -hmm. turn into like a disciplinary and then like more of a parent because you can't just, yeah. you know, play that role. So I've already kind of told my, my grandparents or my parents, like with, with my kids, I'd like it more if like you're the vacation grandparents, you know, cause you don't have to take yeah. on responsibilities. You have to yeah. do it with the other ones. So you can be the ones that are just like, yeah, we're here. You get all this stuff. And it's like, cause you deserve <laughs> that. You don't get to do that much on the other side and, um, and, and to try to like play any other role when it's going to be less frequent, you know, being you know, 2,500 miles away. I, think I always that'd be good for him. Yeah. I always felt bad for Andrew's mom because she, she would, she took care of our kids. You know, while we were at work, she she raised them until they were a school age. So she could, I mean, she she does a good job, but she she had to be more of a parent yeah. because they were with her, you know, eight, nine hours. So there's feeding schedules and feeding schedules. And and you know, she she was like uh teaching them things like ABCs and their numbers and all this, like she was a parent, and yeah, you know, so any and she still did grandma stuff, which is fine that's what you're supposed to do but i always felt bad because she couldn't just like let loose and just like right do, do whatever you want because that's how you know my parents same my parents thing, like yeah. that yeah yeah so, so I, I think they'll i think they'll appreciate that i think they'll like playing that role but um yeah we'll see we gotta we'll see how it on unravels yeah so when is when is jane due uh september 7th okay all right uh, so we'll see Brittany's super small she's like five foot she's 103 pounds <laughs> when she got pregnant um and so i told her i'm like you're like manhattan like you can only like you can only build out now like everything <laughs> like anything out is 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 that real estate's gone and so we're hoping it'll be a little earlier um okay. because she's just she's getting really uncomfortable sure so and then we've still got you know a couple months to go here yeah well that was this my mom's five two and i ended up being almost 11 pounds so 11 pounds are you serious <laughs> almost yeah yeah oh my god dude that's enormous <laughs> I, I, I think i was like eight nine jimmy what were you i have no fucking idea but george no. eye contact don't go down i mean that's uh what 11 pounds i mean jesus christ I, I used to have a i used to have a joke about that i was like when i said yeah i was a 
people would gasp. I was like, yeah, I was 11 pounds. I pretty much destroyed whatever my mom had going on down there. <laughs> pounds, dude, 11 pounds. Dude, did you just come out and go like right to first grade? <laughs> That's, that's an unbelievably big baby. And then my, wow. my sister, a year and a half later, was, I don't think she was even six pounds. So that my mom was like, that was an easy birth. Yeah. <laughs> wow, man. That's yeah. great. Yeah, I, when you were talking about your mom, you know, drawing a hard line, I, you're not going to tell me, blah, blah. It reminded me of my, my favorite moment in your guys' podcast easily. Uh, I think my favorite exchange between you two was, Jimmy, you were talking about something something happened in high school or maybe it was hypothetical. Like if I got in this situation with my dad, I tell him like, Hey man, I know exactly the story. I want to talk about this right now. (laughs) And my dad would like, give me some time to cool off. Lorenzo's like, are you kidding me? Like if I told my dad, I don't want to talk about this right now. My dad would be like, that's cool. We're talking about this right now. Like for as long as I say, and, uh, and I resonated with me because I was thinking the same thing. If I told my dad, like, he's like, I'll talk to you till three in the morning. (laughs) you'll just sit there and nod dude speaking of like i was thinking about it today because i was like not that i get up like i get upset with my kids and stuff and it's just like okay i don't want to like come off as like this big asshole and like you know whatever they're they're kids right and so i I was actually thinking about my dad this week because it's like never once raised his voice and or at, at me or any like anyone it was just like super calm i have no idea how the hell he was able to do that That's because amazing. like it just was just like like I, and i have no idea because in my head i was just like i would love to be able just to be because it's a total mind fuck right like it's like just yell at me just like hey like get it out and then it's just like we can go through it and then it's like squashed right it's very much just a very calm just like you know this is this like going through stuff. And I was just like, that's it hit home so much harder. And because in my head, I'm like, how can I try to get to that point where it's just like, all right, even keel, just like, I want to have a conversation. I want to get this through, like make my, make my point because those things stuck with me. Like, how can I try to be like, and, and like trying to keep that in the back of my head when I'm like, what the hell are you thinking? Like when it's like so difficult. the kids do stupid stuff, it's, it's so difficult. So difficult, and I'm just like, I, yeah, because like whenever I lose it for a second, I'm just like, how the hell or is my dad able yeah. to keep that level of just like composure and calmness through that part? Like, with it could kids. be like totally nature, though. You know, I mean, I'm sure your dad being on the school board and stuff it was had amazing experience getting like reamed and having to stay like professional and calm and make like, you know, decisions that benefited everybody. But at the same time, like, like I've never seen my dad cry before ever, you know, I'm 37. Yeah. Um, and I've, and we, you know, definitely he's gone through some emotional situations. Um, but I get emotional all the time, you know, yeah. like, and, yeah. and I think like his ability, it's, he's not sitting there consciously being like, and I'm like, Oh, how could I do that? How could I like, I think maybe like just people have reactions to things that yeah. like, your dad might've just been like a super balanced dude, but I'm sure there's things that you could do to emulate those strategies sometimes. But I think if you yell or you get like to that level, you might just like, that just might be your, your science. You know? Yeah. I, I, you know, it's just definitely, it's, and it's weird. Cause my mom was a complete out. Like she just kind of like, you know, she'll, she'll yell or like get upset and stuff, but it's just like, cause I was just like, how can I get through to my kids? better like how can i make this stick right and just like reflecting in different things that's just like 
how can I not lose, like lose my cool at all? Um, not that like I go crazy, right. But it's just like, you know, I feel like it was such an effective tactic that he had. I was just like, how can I do that? But like, maybe that's the way to do it. So it's, it's just something you talking about that. And, it, and cause that's definitely was his react. Like, he was just like, okay, like we just won't talk about it. Now, like that <laughs> that's a test. I mean, dude, respect. Yeah. Right, so at what point do you feel in, in parenting for both of you? Like, I'm sure there's a time period where you, it's almost like a puppy. You just go like, you go, no, like, and, I, and an explanation isn't going to carry over right now because you're so young. I just got to tell you, like, don't try to get into the chemicals under the sink or whatever. Um, but at what point do you start, like you're saying, I'm trying to get through, like, I'm trying to instill the reason you can't do that is because it has this impact or, or empathetically, like you're hurting this person's or whatever it is, like the ration that you start trying to attach the rationale and hope that they're going to go, oh, okay, I, I get why that's wrong. I think once they start, uh, associating with people outside of your family like school stuff because you know you might do stuff way different in your family compared to other people but when you get outside in public there's a public sense of like this is what you're supposed to do everyone's supposed to do these things or react this way or whatever you know and also i always told myself like i'm not gonna when my kids ask a question or hey why are we doing this i'm not just say because like because i'm the dad like i want to give them a reason but then uh, I don't always succeed at that because as when they ask the same damn question over and over and I've already given a reason, you're like, no, just, was, you know I, was, I, can't, I can't remember if there was a comic that said this directly or if you and I have, but I remember somebody who gave the example of like, put your shoes on or something like that. And, and I think maybe it was Louis CK yeah. that, that was the, you know, you, you envision that as a parent, you're going to be like, well, because if you don't, we're going out to, you know, your feet could get cold, your feet could get hurt. And, you know, people to go in the store, you need shoes on. But like the kids, like you tell them the third time, put your shoes on. We got to go. They go, why? Because put your shoes on. Like, that's yeah. it. Like yeah. that. I'm not telling, you know, just do it. You know, some, in some situations you, you're worn out on explaining. Yeah. yeah. And then, you know, you, and you try, you know, and you try to, you try to see if they understand too. Like, are you even listening to what I'm saying? Or can I just not have this lesson right now like what's you know that's why i think it's it's once they get into school because that's what you do in school anyway you're learning you're you're you know so let's learn other things you know outside of that well in elementary yeah. age dude, i like living in a zoo apparently there's another <laughs> uh, so, so there's a, so that i found with elementary kids you can find how much they care about what they're bothering bothering you about if you flip it back on them and you find how much they have to say about it like, yeah. why is that that way and you're like why do you think it's that way and they're like I don't know. You're just like, okay, well, yeah, you don't give a shit. Like, I'm not going to sit there and explain. You know, I mean, like, you're not even, you're just asking me questions. So that's, I plan to do that quite a bit. <laughs> and if she's like, well, I thought about it and, you know, I thought, I thought it might have been this. Is that correct? I'd be like, okay, well, I got an answer for you. You do care. But yeah. if you're just like, eh, it's like, okay, well, then you're not even gonna, probably going to listen to my answer. Once your kids start to have friends, like, that's, yeah. You know, it's just like, that's when it's kind of, uh, you know, you can start to have more of those conversations with them just to make sure, like, they can start to see how effective, like, how this might affect other people around them and not just you and, like, everything else. Like, that starts to hit home, I feel like, more and they kind of get, like, it kind of clicks more than just, like, well, because I said so or whatever it is, but. Yeah. Okay. So, so I now, <laughs> I'm so excited to, to get the answer to you without giving names just as a yes or no question out of curiosity do your kids have friends 
that you don't like. Oh yeah. A hundred percent. I would like it better if it wasn't because you're like, oh, he's not a good influence. You're just like, man, nah, nah, I just don't. He's a wiener. I don't yeah. like that. Yeah, I don't like that. But uh, uh, yeah, that's that's. Uh, I'm sure yeah, you can't go into like, too many details, but I'm curious why. And like early on too, it's a lot of the parents. It's just yeah. like, yeah. Well, yeah. there was a there's a comedian about that said a joke about that too. Like, like wait, I got to be friends with their parents because you guys are friends. I don't. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. Yeah, that that I mean, I'm for sure, and I imagine there's probably a line where you, you you draw sometimes where you see like a person's parenting style that if you're already not like sure about the friendship or that that you're kind of like, nah, you're probably not actually going to be a, around this family. Yeah, yeah, much. Oh, for sure. You know, and it's a lot. It's weird too because like a lot of the times, especially younger age, like you are just hanging out with the parents because when you when your kids get together, obviously like you're taking them all to the park or you're taking like, and everybody's just kind of hanging out there and stuff. So it's, uh, no, you, you start to see real quick, like, okay, I just don't want my kid like around this kid. Cause they're just like a complete dick. Even to like their parents, <laughs> like, it's just like, I don't want that to be like six. So, uh, yeah, but, it happens, yeah dude, it's, it's six, uh, but dude, you'll be surprised. Like, you'll just be no, like, no, dude. I know I worked with kids. I've yeah, definitely, yeah, yeah. yeah I, there's definitely kids that I was like, that kid is not like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I am not, I do not enjoy speaking with this human. Or, or yeah. there'll be a, there'll be a dad like, hey, our kids really hang out. Maybe we should hang out sometime, you know, bring the wife over. Yeah. Eh, yeah. Eh, maybe. <laughs> or we they should just super be friends. lucky, man. We, well, there's a couple that we're friends with, and I mean, we're really good organic friends with these people like we hang out all the time yeah. and they got preg- pregnant six weeks after us oh nice so uh so nice. they're six weeks behind so yeah so we we really lucked out and yeah. it's good, so it's gonna be a boy and a girl too that's it, awesome i think uh it also be worse if you're like uh you know we're gonna you're gonna go over this new friend you just made and their parents are awesome and then your kid doesn't like their kid <laughs> and you're like great <laughs> just give him a chance peter's fine yeah. your smells just i I know he bites for me. Chill. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we'll get you armor. We'll get you chain link. We'll be fine. Uh, yeah. Well, good times. Yeah. Uh, we did a lot of gopher talk and then parent talk. This is perfect. What a so great forty what minutes. A, what a great dad episode. Um, yeah. So, so I know we, there is no, and if the answer is no, that's fine. Does anybody have a dad joke that they want to share? Yeah, I do have a dad good. joke that All I right. want to share. Okay, guest, hit it up. So uh, a lady walks into a to a, a bank. Her name's Patty Black, and she sits down in front of a loan officer, and she's like, "I need a loan." And um, I'm going to start this joke again. I know this. Uh, hold on, hold on. A frog, <laughs> a frog walks into a bank. This is perfect. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just heard this. Like, I just recalled this the other day. I was trying to tell it in the car to my wife, and I was like, "Oh man, that is probably like all time ten best dad jokes." But it's, but it's complicated. Okay, got it. A frog walks into a bank, sits in front of a loan officer. Her name's Patty Black, and he says, "I need a loan." And Patty Black goes, "Okay, well, uh, do you have any credit? Do you have any like cosigners?" And the frog's like, "No." The frog goes, "Well, do you have any collateral?" And then pulls out like this little tea set. It's broken up into all these different pieces. And she goes, okay, not sure about that. You sure there's no one that would co-sign for you, a family member or something like that? The frog goes, well, my dad's Mick Jagger. And then Patty Black's like, your dad's Mick Jagger? Okay, hang on, let me go talk to the manager. So she goes into the back. She goes, hey, there's a frog out there with the tea sets. Says your dad's Mick Jagger, wants some money. 
the bank officer pats his, uh, puts his head out and looks and goes, oh, boy, they brought a tea set, huh? She goes, yeah, why a tea set? She goes, that's a knickknack, Patty Black. Give the frog a loan. His oh. old man's a rolling stone. <laughs> that's it. Thanks. I got it eventually. Dude, I actually, my, my, my favorite dad joke that I've ever seen anybody do was just the, my friend's dad. Actually, we were in the store and there's a ceiling fan uh, above him. And he goes, oh, you're a ceiling fan? Name three ceilings. <laughs> I was like, that was... Burn. Name three ceilings. Yeah. God dang. Jimmy, I feel like you got one. I don't. I'm terrible uh, at dad jokes. No. No, I... <laughs> My, I had a, uh, I had this boss. This is this isn't a joke. This is something that he just some stupid dad thing he would do. But years ago, I had this boss, and every time, every time we'd be driving to a job site, and someone's uh, at the time of the year, we see a lot of straw and hay being being uh, driven around, transported. Like we'd be talking or whatever, and just interrupt. If I'm talking, he just interrupts. He goes, "Hey," I'm like, "What?" He and he just points to some hay. I'm like, "God dang it, Steve!" <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. You don't get old. Yeah, that was good. Well, yeah. I, I I love that. I like the ceiling man. That was good. Yeah, yeah. That's an easy one. Put it in <laughs> your pocket, <laughs> and you don't have to start it again halfway through. Yeah, that's the best part about that joke. Hey, that's happened before on the podcast. So yeah, we're, we're yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. I should, I don't know what you open the door to tell a joke. And I'm like, well, what's the most complicated, hard to hard to recite one that I can think of off the that I mind? just learned. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, thanks. Right, thanks for having me on. Thanks for the good advice, guys. Yeah, man. It was, it was great. Uh, thanks for hopping in here and Tyler, no thanks to you ever. You're, you're, I don't even know if you're coming back on the podcast. So yeah. <laughs> double yeah. bird. <laughs> Enjoy your Chick-fil-A. <laughs> At a 50th birthday. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. All right. Good talking to you guys. Uh, yep. Yeah, see you later.